Hello and welcome to the Global Trading Podcast. I'm Terry Flanagan, editor of Global Trading. Global Trading is a markets media group publication. Today we're talking about compressing the settlement cycle in securities trading. On February 15th, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission adopted rule changes to shorten the standard settlement cycle for most broker-dealer transactions in securities from two business days after the trade date, or T plus two, to one business day, T plus one. The compliance date is May 28, 2024. The SEC's move is the latest in a long road in accelerating the settlement cycle worldwide. Just by way of background, in the U.S., settlement moved from T plus 5 to T plus 3 in 1993 and then to T plus 2 in 2017. In the European Union, the settlement cycle has been T plus 2 since 2014. Most markets in Asia are on T plus 2, though India recently moved to T plus 1 and Chinese equity markets are T plus 1 or even T plus 0. Broadly speaking, the aim of accelerating settlement is to reduce the credit, market, and liquidity risks in securities transactions faced by market participants. Here to make sense of it all, today I'm pleased to be joined by two experts in the space from security services at BNP Paribas. Aman Mehta is Asia-Pacific Sales Director and Asia-Pacific Digital Assets Lead for Security Services at BNP Paribas. Aman is based in Hong Kong. And we have Alan Cameron, who is head of financial intermediaries and corporate's client line advisory, securities services, BNP Paribas. Alan is based in London. Why shorten settlement cycles? What's the real rationale uh, behind this, Alan? Well, I'd say there's three main reasons for shortening settlement cycles. The first and the most important one is to do with reducing risk. And here we're talking about pre-settlement risk. And pre-settlement risk is the risk that your counterparty does not deliver on settlement date. So pre-settlement risk increases with the time between trade date and settlement date. So reducing that time simply reduces risk. And if that risk is being margined, as with transactions being cleared at CCPs, then reducing the risk reduces the margins, and this all reduces the capital required. So that's the main reason. As well as that, I think it's fair to say that we live in a world where expectations are changing all the time and people expect things much more immediately. Nobody wants to wait for anything. So the idea that we should settle days after a trade is made has really become old hat and is not in line with what people are expecting in either the business or in their personal financial situations. And finally, there's the need for global standards. So as more and more markets move to T plus one, then the pressure on the remaining markets increases because it's helpful to everyone if all markets have the same settlement period, especially especially true for international investors. Okay, let's look at the other side of the argument. Why not shorten securities settlement times? Aman? Thanks, Terry. Um, the, I guess the other side of, of the coin of efficiency is that we have reduced time frame to complete more tasks. And this includes part of the matching process and also the allocation process. And as we start to look into the trading patterns of the world, which is essentially clients trying to access more markets globally, you then have to take into account more things to do in less time coupled with different time zones. 
And for example, we could talk about Asia Pacific clients trying to access the US market. The danger this brings is an increase in operational risk. So what, what we effectively do is we reduce pre-settlement risk and we introduce operational risk. And this operational risk can have direct and indirect cost, but also can increase capital when you take into account things like the risk-weighted assets, i.e. the RWA. The other thing to consider is that when not all markets are harmonized in terms of sediment cycle, so you have some T plus one, some plus T plus two, some T plus three, where an investor, for example, is waiting for cash from one market to pay for securities in the other, and they have different sediment cycles, you then create an overnight funding requirement uh, based on the, the, the different sediment timings. And this, of course, has to be um, uh, funded by the investor themselves or the custodians can come in and, and provide that type of overnight funding. Lastly, there is a knock-on effect in other areas. And here I think about things such as um, stock lending and borrowing, um, where perhaps you might have less time for loan recalls based on the sediment cycle. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I think that's it. Gives a good overview of kind of the pros and cons of uh, shortening the settlement cycle. Now, if we were to look at differences across geographic regions, I mean, I touched on it briefly by the historical background and and where we're at uh, on on the settlement cycle in U.S., Asia, and Europe. But Alan, if we were to look at the U.S. market specifically, now we do have a confirmed date to move to T plus one. It's about uh, a year and three months out. What needs to happen between now and then? Well, the first thing I should say is that my impression is that confidence is quite high in America that this can all be done. But there is a lot to be done. And there's really three initial stages that firms have to go through when looking at this. They have to conduct an impact assessment. They then have to build and mobilize a program with appropriate governance. And thirdly, they have to develop a roadmap and kick off the project. I think most firms have done one and are moving into two. So they've done the impact assessments and they're beginning to mobilize their programs. Now, there's a lot to happen, so they really have to get on with this. And when they're looking at their programs, I think it's a good opportunity to consider automating anything that is still manual. The other thing I would say is that I would ask all my American colleagues to remember their international offices and their international clients from doing all this. Because the impact of reducing the settlement cycle is actually more severe the earlier in the day that you are living. So it's more severe actually for Asians and then for Europeans and then for Americans. So there's a lot to be done, but when it's all going on, I think the key thing is to reach out to the international client base and the international offices. They're the areas that are really going to take the heat. Let's now move east from Americas across the Pacific to Asia. Aman, can you provide an overview as to what's going on in Asia with regard to shortening settlement cycle? Sure. In fact, in, in Asia, we're quite proud because we have T plus one and T zero markets. And the, the last market to move to T plus was the T plus one was indeed India, who completed the transition in January this year. And it's been judged quite at the success, both in terms of the actual implementation, but also the consequences and the efficiencies created. 
Uh, they had a relatively short time to, to move. So it was announced by the Securities and Exchange Board of India, i.e. SEBI, uh, in September 2021. Um, what I think they did really well was work very closely with the stock exchanges, the clearing corporations, the depositories, the custodians. And what they agreed was a risk-based implementation approach where they would implement in 11 different phases, starting with what they considered to be the least risky and finishing uh, in January this year with what they considered to be the most risky, i.e. the most liquid uh, securities. Uh, the overall feedback was that the implementation went well without any significant issues. Um, and I think collectively across the capital market associations, the market participants, the custodians, the FBI community, is that by moving to T plus one, uh, they could uh, have a lot faster flowing capital markets and less lesser exposure for FPIs, which, which of course is some of the points uh, referred to by Alan earlier. I think what we learned is that strong market advocacy is key. Uh, the merits of having a phased approach and the benefits of the shortened settlement cycle uh, can be achieved and, and can be materialized. Now let's move to Stock Connect. Uh, for Stock Connect, uh, they've gone one step further and we have uh, the ability to settle partially on T0 markets. Now, of course, this, settle, this settlement cycle is in line with onshore cycle of China, where they also have T0. But the mechanism is a little bit different because in China, uh, essentially, it's a pre-funded market and you have zero um, tolerance for fails. So once an instruction for settlement uh, is in place, it, it, it settles. Stock Connect, on the other hand, uh, has separate cash and securities legs. So what it means is the securities will settle in T0 and the cash will settle in T plus one. And on top of that, you have the pre-execution check. The result is an intrinsic overnight funding need. And on top of that, you need to make sure you have a seamless operating model. Uh, and especially if you're a broker where you're channeling um, you know, between your client who perhaps is expecting their cash and their securities or their, their cash the moment they've delivered their securities, you then need to have access to that funding. Now, we, we have many clients on our platform today by third party clearing where we help them with both the funding and the STP operating model, which certainly helps. For investors, they need an STP operating model with absolutely minimal touch points given the reduced timeframe for settlement. And this is where we help by things such as the multi-approved partner broker model, which essentially is a multi-broker execution to custody model for Stock Connect. I would just finish by talking about Asia-Pacific clients. So before we were talking about markets where we've been proud that they've already moved to short and settlement cycles, but we also have many clients in Asia-Pacific who access markets globally. Um, here, we really need to think about the reduced latency um, and, and the operational uh, increase in operational uh, need for these types of clients because they often sit in a time zone which is completely different to the market in which they are booking activity. And so this is where it is key uh, where someone, they rely on their partners uh, you know, people like us who can bring them solutions such as the full execution to custody model so that they can access markets globally with minimal operational intervention because we do the, a, lot, a lot of the heavy lifting on their behalf. Okay. Thank you for that, Ahmad. Certainly uh, lots of moving parts. 
Alan, if I could ask you, uh, what would it to provide a snapshot of what's happening in Europe with regard to uh, accelerating the settlement cycle? Sure. Well, I think it's fair to say that in Europe, it's more a question of how and when rather than if. There's a broad acceptance that this is something that will get done, even if enthusiasm for it is somewhat muted. And I would say it really splits into the UK and the European Union. In the European Union, there's been some individual market soundings, but there's nothing very substantial as yet. The Association of Financial Markets in Europe, which is our industry body, has reached out to other uh, industry bodies um, to start planning and to start outlining all the work that has to go into getting this done. And they've written a very good paper on this, by the way, which I would recommend to, to anyone who, who is listening. But it's not really that far advanced for the European Union as yet. In the UK, it's a little bit different, and there's a political angle to this. Shortening settlement cycles was actually mentioned in the government's Edinburgh reform package. And the Treasury has put together a task force to look as to how this can actually be achieved. And the political angle is that the government is keen to show that since Brexit, the UK can move faster than the European Union. So it looks to me that this is all going to happen. It's going to happen first in the UK and probably after that in the rest of Europe, e.g. in the European Union. Okay. If we can uh, now tie back, kind of as my last question, if we could tie back this this discussion to to what BNP Paribas brings to the table with regard to you know helping market participants prepare and net for and navigate shortened settlement cycles. Aman, what would you uh, highlight here? Well, we've touched on a few of them already, but our job essentially is to service clients globally. So give clients access to markets globally. And that's across the buy side and the sell side. So we have to build solutions on top of the market uh, infrastructure or, or the market uh, settlement timeframes uh, to bring ease of settlement and ease of access. Now, there are some examples. So for example, uh, execution to custody model. So here a client can execute in markets globally and they receive the settled position directly into their custody account. This can then be extended further to full outsource dealing uh, type of models and also to apply to, to, to Stock Connect via the multi-approved partner broker model as referred to earlier. Um, clients can go one step further and also outsource a part of their operations. Uh, we typically see this happening via third party clearing or full back of outsourcing. And here we put in place people, technology and banking services to completely run the back office operations of our clients. And this means the problem is really transferred to us to clear and settle their trades, especially navigating the short and sediment timeframes. Um, lastly, uh, you know, then, then you have to say, well, what's under the hood of our own operations? And um, certainly our own operating model consists of a follow the sun uh, operational uh, dual centers. And this means that we can service different markets uh, from different time zones. So, for example, we have a full operational team based in Lisbon who help to service the US market. This obviously helps us to service our clients better. But if we also need to give access during uh, non-US hours to uh, clients based in Europe, for example, they can also access the service desk based in Lisbon. So through the combination of strong solutions, strong operations, um, and taking on the responsibility to navigate uh, the sediment cycles, we can help our clients. 
Great. Thank you for that, Aman. We've covered a lot of ground here. This has been a very informative discussion about accelerated settlement cycles in securities markets. I think in the spirit of the topic, I think we've done well in accelerating our podcast time. So I want to say thank you. I really thank our two guests, Alan Cameron and Aman Mehta of Security Services at BMP Paribas. Alan and Aman, thank you very much. Thank Thank you, Terry. And uh, this has been Terry Flanagan with the Global Trading Podcast. You can find the Global Trading Podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. It's also on the Global Trading website, which is fixglobal.com. Thank you very much for listening. 